Morning. Um, here we are for morning prayer on the 20th of March, which is um, the feast of uh, St. Cuthbert, Bishop of Lindisfarne, who was a missionary in 687 AD. So I'm just going to read a little bit about um, St. Cuthbert from uh, the book Saints on Earth, which is a, uh, a companion to common worship. Um, and we'll hear a little bit about this saint's life. Uh, to reflect on before we begin morning prayer this today. Cuthbert was born about 635, either in Northumberland or the Scottish borders, where he was a shepherd in his youth. In the year 651, while watching over his sheep, he is said to have had a vision, but for whatever reason he entered the religious life as a monk at Melrose Abbey. At Melrose, Cuthbert soon became eminent for his holiness and learning, and was greatly involved in mission work in Galloway. After ten years at Melrose, a new monastery was founded at Ripon, and Cuthbert was sent there to be the guest master. But these were the years of disagreement between the Celtic and Roman traditions of Christianity. The date of Easter was one of the most contentious points of issue. And in 661, when Ripon adopted the Roman usage, Cuthbert and other monks who favoured the Celtic usage returned to Melrose. Shortly after his return, he became prior. In 664, the Synod of Whitby decided in favour of the Roman usage and committed the English church to follow the customs that had been introduced by Augustine. Cuthbert, who accepted the decision, was sent to be prior at Lindisfarne in order that he might introduce the Roman customs into that house. This was a difficult matter, which needed all his gentle tact and patience to carry out successfully but he was able to minimise contention over the decision, and the community remained united. But Cuthbert felt a call to the solitary life, and in 676, coveting a life of prayer and contemplation, he retired, with the abbot's permission, to a hermitage, first on the mainland, possibly near Halburn, then on Inafarn, one of a small group of islands offshore from Bamba in Northumberland, where he gave himself up to a life of great austerity. Cuthbert was noted for the remarkable rapport he had with animals, both wild and domestic. Appropriately, the island is today a bird sanctuary. In 684, he was elected Bishop of Hexham, but refused to accept the post. The following year, however, he was elected Bishop of Lindisfarne, a post which he was eventually persuaded to accept. His brief episcopate of two years was marked with continuous missionary work, and this almost certainly exhausted him. Christmas 686, foreseeing the approach of death, he resigned his see and returned to his cell on Inafarn, where he died in 687. And so to morning prayer. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Hear our voice, O Lord, according to your faithful love. According to your judgment, give us life. Blessed are you, God of compassion and mercy. To you be praise and glory forever. In the darkness of our sin, your light breaks forth like the dawn, and your healing springs up for deliverance. As we rejoice in the gift of your saving help, sustain us with your bountiful spirit and open our lips to sing your praise. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. Have mercy on me, O God, in your great goodness. According to the abundance of your compassion, blot out my offences. 
Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my faults, and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence, and righteous in your judgment. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me again the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your gracious spirit. Then shall I teach your ways to the wicked, and sinners shall return to you. Deliver me from my guilt, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. 22nd Psalm Be not far from me, O Lord. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? so far from my salvation from the words of my distress. O God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not answer. By night also, but I find no rest. Yet you are the Holy One, enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Our forebears trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried out to you and were delivered. They put their trust in you and were not confounded. But as for me, I am a worm and no man, scorned by all and despised by the people. All who see me laugh me to scorn. They curl their lips and wag their heads, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him deliver him if he delights in him. But it is you that took me out of the womb, laid me safe upon my mother's breast. On you was I cast ever since I was born. You are my God even from my mother's womb. Be not far from me, for trouble is near at hand, and there is none to help. Mighty oxen come around me, fat bulls of Bashan close me in on every side. They gape upon me with their mouths, as it were a ramping and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, all my bones are out of joint. My heart has become like wax, melting in the depths of my body. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue cleaves to my gums. You have laid me in the dust of death. For the hounds of evil are all about me. The pack of evildoers close in on me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stand staring and looking upon me. They divide my garments among them. They cast lots for my clothing. Be not far from me, O Lord. You are my strength. Hasten to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my poor life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of wild oxen. You have answered me. I will tell of your name to my people. In the midst of the congregation will I praise you. Praise the Lord, you that fear him. O seed of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, O seed of Israel. He has not despised nor abhorred the suffering of the poor, neither has he hidden his face from them. But when they cried to him, he heard them. 
from you comes my praise in the great congregation. I will perform my vows in the presence of those that fear you. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord shall praise him. Their hearts shall live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nation shall bow before him. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. How can those who sleep in the earth bow down in worship? Or those who go down to the dust kneel before him? He has saved my life for himself. My descendants shall serve him. This shall be told of the Lord for generations to come. They shall come and make known his salvation to a people yet unborn, declaring that he, the Lord, has done it. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Be not far from me, O Lord. Restless with grief and fear, the abandoned turn to you in every hour of trial. Good Lord, deliver us, O God most holy, God most strong, whose wisdom is the cross of Christ. Amen. The Old Testament lesson is written in the book of the Exodus, the first chapter beginning at the first verse. These are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob, each with his household, Reuben, Simeon, Levi and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun and Benjamin, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher. The total number of people born to Jacob was seventy. Joseph was already in Egypt, then Joseph died, and all his brothers, and that whole generation. But the Israelites were fruitful and prolific. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong, so that the land was filled with them. Now a new king arose over Egypt, who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Look, the Israelite people are more numerous and more powerful than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, or they will increase, and in the event of war join our enemies and fight against us, and escape from the land. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to oppress them with forced labour. They built supply cities, Pithom and Ramesses, for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread, so that the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites. The Egyptians became ruthless in imposing tasks on the Israelites, and made their lives bitter with hard service, in mortar and brick and in every kind of field labour. They were ruthless in all the tasks that they imposed on them. Here ends the Old Testament lesson. Full of compassion and mercy and love is God the Most High, the Almighty. Lord Almighty and God of our ancestors, you who made heaven and earth in all their glory, all things tremble with awe at your presence, before your great and mighty power. Immeasurable and unsearchable is your promised mercy. For you are God most high. You are full of compassion, long-suffering and very merciful. Do you relent at human suffering? O God, according to your great goodness, you have promised forgiveness for repentance to those who have sinned against you. The sins I have committed against you are more in number than the sands of the sea. I am not worthy to look up to the height of heaven because of the multitude of my iniquities. And now I bend the knee of my heart before you, imploring your kindness upon me. I have sinned, O God, I have sinned, so I acknowledge my transgressions. And worthy as I am, you will save me, according to your great mercy. For all the host of heaven sing your praise, 
and your glory is for ever and ever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. Full of compassion and mercy and love is God the Most High, the Almighty. A New Testament lesson written in letter to the Hebrews, the seventh chapter, beginning at the eleventh verse. Now if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for the people received the law under this priesthood, what further need would there have been to speak of another priest according to the order of Melchizedek, rather than one according to the order of Aaron? For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. For the one of whom these things are spoken belonged to another tribe, from which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah, and in connection with that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. It is even more obvious when another priest arises resembling Melchizedek, one who has become a priest not through a legal requirement concerning physical descent, but through the power of an indestructible life. For it is attested of him, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. There is, on the one hand, the abrogation of an earlier commandment, because it was weak and ineffectual, for the law made nothing perfect. There is, on the other hand, the introduction of a better hope, through which we approach God. This was confirmed with an oath, for others who became priests took their office without an oath. But this one became a priest with an oath, because of the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Accordingly, Jesus has also become the guarantee of a better covenant. Furthermore, the former priests were many in number, because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently, because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able for all time to save those who approach God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it is fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, blameless, undefiled, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he has no need to offer sacrifices day after day first for his own sins, and then for those of the people. This he did once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests those who are subject to weakness, but the word of the oath which came later than the law appoints a son who has been made perfect for ever. Here ends the New Testament lesson. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. You are the God of my salvation. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I hope all the day long. O my God, in you I trust. Remember, Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Christ gave them as a light to the nations that his salvation might reach the ends of the earth. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us. To show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. That you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. 
in the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. Christ gave them as a light to the nations, that his salvation might reach to the ends of the earth. And so let us pray. Lord, we ask that you bless your church today, that you make help us continue to discern what our role is in this difficult and strange world we find ourselves in, that you may help us to reach out to those who don't know you, those who are in need of your comfort. give thanks for Martin, our bishop, for all those who lead and govern the church at this time. And we ask, Lord, that you bless the churches in Hampton Park. We lift up before you our worries about finance, asking that you may help us be provided for even though our halls are shut that our income is reduced and we still have bills to pay. Help us, Lord, to be a presence in Hampden Park, there for those in need at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the people of this place, all who live and work within the benefice, for all who are anxious and afraid, for those who feel lonely, those who feel isolated. Lord, help us to help them. May they reach out. May they know we are only a phone call away. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for all those who work in key positions in society here in Hampden Park, those who are keeping things going, those who are looking after the sick and the suffering, those who are looking after our elderly. Be with each and every one of them, Lord, as they continue about their work in these troubled times. Be with those who are working from home, with the distraction of children, Be with those who are caring for their children. And we pray, Lord, for all of those Year 11 students whose time at school has been curtailed, whose celebrations and exams and all those things have been put on hold. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We ask that you be with the sick and the suffering in body, mind or spirit. Those known to us, those unknown to us in the wider community. And in a moment of silence we bring before you Lord, those for whom we ought to pray at this time.
Be with each of them in their need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for those who have gone before us in faith, our loved ones that we see no longer. For all who have died of coronavirus around the world. For any who have died for whatever reason in our benefits overnight. Rest eternal grant unto them, O Lord, that light perpetual shine upon them. Almighty God, who called your servant Cuthbert from following the flock to follow your son and to be a shepherd of your people, in your mercy grant that we, following his example, may bring those who are lost home to your fold, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Trusting in the compassion of God as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May God our Redeemer show us compassion and love. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.